1: Yo, what's good with it? Lucky Lefty Podcast. I am your boy, Sean Davis. The Anora boys are in the building. It's been a long day for me, Lef. I yeah. just got done with another show. You know, we were waiting for IB Sports Nation to kind of wrap up before we jumped on today. It's Friday. It's the end of the week. We're brought to you by Anora Whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. It's that premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. And if you're going to drink, by all means, make sure that
2: you do so We're definitely going to talk about
1: big-time visitors, big-time commitment. Sean Cibiliano, Sean Sabellano committed to Notre Dame early today, 300-pound defensive tackle from Clearwater International Academy in Clearwater, Florida. Left did a film breakdown on the young man yesterday. I don't care who you are. You need this type of big dude on your squad and in your locker room if you're going to win a national championship. You gotta have a plug stopper, and some trash talkers, and someone that plays with attitude, like you pointed out, left today, Uh, pointed out yesterday, left, and this young man fits the bill.
3: He definitely uh, got the archetype that you're looking for when building a D line with depth, having some 300 pound guys in the middle that that are versatile. This this kid uh, is is very versatile in the sense that. Point of attack, no, but he can cross gaps.
2: He uh-huh.
3: has moves, and he's just a big body and that goes a long way and especially if we play in the nose of being a two-gap stopper or being able to move the center uh, where you want them so we're able to get the blitzes through the A-gaps so there's definitely a, a peace builder when you're talking about installing an aggressive and physical uh, Al Golden defense led by Marcus Freeman so with an addition like that it fits more like how Riley Mills was, how his commitment was coming in as a a solid pick. Is he the first round pick of the draft? No, but he's somebody that you need when you're mentioning a great defense too.
1: So it was a big weekend. The start of the June official visits and we had an official visit from a player that definitely was not planned to be here. And I have my theory on what happened left. I have my theory on what happened. We're talking about offensive tackle, excuse me, offensive tackle, Gerby Lambert. He is on campus. Yeah. He is on campus. He was scheduled to be here a couple of weeks from now, but he decided to come this weekend. He was scheduled to be at Ohio State, decided to move that and come in to Notre Dame. He does not have a relationship with Joe Rudolph, the new offensive line coach. I personally spoke with Gerby Lambert when he got his offer last year. He talked about how awesome it was and the pleasure it would be of playing for a coach like Harry Heastan. And he had spoken to Harry Heastan on two different occasions Mm
2: -hmm. when I
1: talked to him last summer. So he was looking forward to the relationship with Harry Heastan. And now he comes in now. So I'll give you my theory. Can I give you my theory? Okay, a young man loves Notre Dame. Okay, and and loves Harry Houston and dreams like yo, I can actually play for Harry Houston Oh, Charles Jack. No, oh. hmm. no, I mean this is Gerby Lambert. This is him. This is him. Like yo, that's
3: how Charles Charles Jackson.
1: Jackson was as well. So he follows suit. And all of a sudden, Harry Heastan decides to lead the program. Wrench. Wrench. Like right before you can come for a visit during the spring. And now it kind of throws Notre Dame back a little bit. So you're taking a wait-and-see approach. You hire Joe Rudolph, who's not like one of those home run offensive line hit, you know, hires. He's not Sharon Moore. You know what I'm saying? He's not one of those big names on the offensive line circuit right now. So now you love Notre Dame, but the luster's gone a little bit. So you're moving on, and your people around you know the affinity you have for Notre Dame. But they see that you're moving without really considering Notre Dame or giving them the same attention that you previously were going to give them. And so a conversation takes place, and they say, wait a minute. Were you in love with the coach, or were you in love with Notre Dame? Because Notre Dame is Notre Dame. And I think some people around him got him to realize, like, yo, don't go and take these visits and then, you know, have it tentative that you're going to get to Notre Dame in a couple of weeks. No. Go and allow Notre Dame to get on the same level as everybody else. Go establish a relationship with the offensive line coach and give Notre Dame a fair shot. I truly believe that's the conversation that took place between him and his parents who joined him on the official visit this weekend. And I think him coming in before he went to see the other coaches that he already has a relationship with shows that he's trying to make an effort to truly give Notre Dame a fair shot to kind of get back in this thing and get back to the top of the fray, which is where they existed before Harry Heastand stepped away.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a strategy. Um, I think anytime you get a chance to to be thorough about your recruitment and Notre Dame's in the conversation, you'll end up finding all the right signs that you should at least give it a a top five chance for you just because of everything that it offers and the mystique and you know after football this that and the third. So for him to do his due diligence, I think is the right conversation to have by his parents. But um a lot of this too, I think it goes with fitting Carnell Tate. No Dane was great. But then again, that receiver coach mm. he's not putting out Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave and and all the guys they're put Terry McLaurin and all the Paris Campbell, all the guys they're putting out back-to-back-to-back to back to back years. I know Notre Dame's good. I know they mm-hmm. can help me on everything else, but I think somebody's going to put me in the league. Yeah. And that's a huge factor outside of it being maybe NIL or, you know, it being a good team or a good quarterback. They need a coach that they know that, okay – if the worst case scenario, I learned a lot from him. He, he give me the tools that I can survive on my own, even if not drafted, but I know I could be a good player better than where I am today. That's a selling point. Coach Stuckey is getting a chance to see if, you know, what Braden Lindsay was saying could come into fruition. And just like he did at Clemson was able to pull some pretty, uh, great receivers that match well with the quarterback. Um, You know, it's going to be able to definitely boost his status as a receiver coach, but it helps the recruitment as well. Recruits know, oh, that's a Chancey Stucky part of. Oh, Chancey Stucky turned his whole career around. Oh, Chancey Stucky. You know, because Brian Hartline is just like picking up the phone, calling receivers like, hey, I'll just have Gary call you tonight. Right. I'll just have uh, Chris Olave call you tonight with Terry McClellan. You know, a group chat. I put them in, I put them in not only in the league, I'm making them rookie in the year, highest paid on the team, uh, uh, highest drafted receivers in the last however long. Now, a lot of that has been supercharging back by having second pick of the draft quarterbacks, first pick, New York guys for the highest in that quarterback. So, you know, you lean on, you putting guys in league on top of that. You got the best guys in the nation throwing to you. What are we talking about here? A lot of selling points that make it very strong, but a lot of it comes from can the recruits trust and see on the field the results and teachings and techniques of their receiver coach because that's almost as good as getting the, the moms to like the school is the receiver coaches that like the kid?
1: Yeah.
3: Vice versa. Yeah, they love Marcus Freeman. They know Marcus Freeman, great dude, love to play for him, run through a brick wall, blah 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 blah. But Marcus Freeman ain't no receiver coach. He ain't finna get Carnell take the techniques and that's Chansey Stucky, so that's a whole nother relationship. And I think Chansey Stucky did a great job with this class with Isaiah Cannon and them boys. Where he's Doing the right selling points, and he can throw the quarterback in it. Hey, CJ, call you? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We finish. Mm. Oh, see, yeah, we making it happen. So you are starting to see the fake, But we're gonna seal the deal when we had those thousand yard receivers, and no more Charlie Jones conversation.
1: <laughs> I'm looking forward to that left. I can't wait for that day
3: now we need to start complaining not enough footballs out there on the receiver time we got
1: (laughs) lucky lucky podcast so gerby lambert once again one of the top offensive linemen in the 2024 class moved his visit up two weeks and he is in south bend just ahead of another big day on sunday which is the irish invasion last year's irish invasion gave us Jack Larson, Aeneas Williams, Cam Williams, and CJ Carr. Those relationships and those commitments were formed during the Irish invasion last year. So could the Irish invasion give us the same output moving forward over the next few months? One it can only crazy. hope.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: One can it's only crazy, hope.
3: Bro.
1: Yeah, yeah. Cause you invite
3: all these guys, right? Like we invite, it's not like a just, sign up at your local YMCA. This is like, we; these are the top 50 guys we have on our board. And we're going to try to sauce them up. And I think it was cool, too, that we started doing that. I know Florida did it for a long time. They did Florida Friday Night Lights. Us having a version that is good, because, I mean, we had Amon Ross say Brown come to it, even though he didn't commit. He was there. And It's funny I remember that, but you know, potentials of guys that we can really snag on coming out there.
1: Uh, Lucky nothing podcast. So I'll show you a little bit of why Gerby Lambert is vitally important, especially with Notre Dame being on the verge of possibly losing one, maybe even two tackles this year. The depth at the position is something that needs to be shored up. Charles Jackassaw is coming in. But Kirby Lambert along with Pete Jones and what about Preston? Bill Wagner? I Wagner is part of that depth, but he's more of a right tackle from what I'm hearing. Oh, okay. He's more of a right tackle. So he is a big dude, 6'6, six, six, 300. Yeah, 6'7, 300, 6'6, six, six, 300. I like him because he. Is a swing tackle, right? He can play left. He's athletic enough and has great feet to play left, but he can also play right. And he's a bull in the run game. Look at that! Just he's still driving, dudes Twenty field, twenty yards down the line.
3: Yeah, he doesn't stop his feet, which is no, bro. An part. Once he gets hands on, he's taking for a ride, which is good to see.
1: said, "Man, how big was six, seven, three hundred? Yo, that's massive. That's a big dude." He said, "He just threw my man."
3: Yeah, I don't know if he's gonna do that in college, but hey, <laughs> if you do that in college, you might not even need to go. You go straight to the <laughs> yeah. Go straight to the league. You throwing Jordan patella like that on first day of practice. <laughs> You go ahead and go to league, brother.
1: <laughs> now, by comparison, I wouldn't say he's as agile as Charles Jagasaw, but look.
3: Hey, when you yeah. talk about people you need on the offensive line, just like just like I guy that committed Villasuano, Villa Siluano.
1: Yeah.
3: Uh, Sean Sevillano. Yeah. Sevillano. Yo, he is, is is one of those guys you're just like, oh, okay, you're the biggest dude in the, the tri-state area. We just need you. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll figure it out. We just need, you are in, in the, the hundred mile radius. You're the biggest dude in a hundred miles from right here. We need you. We're going to turn you into something. And I think that's what Joe Rudolph is particularly well at because he's coached different positions through his time. So being able to see an athlete and be able to categorize him and fit him into a specific position like O-line, I think is really good because I don't think he still would look at this and be like, oh, this is our guy, you know. It would, it would be somebody more technical, more on the acute side of things. But this is a guy with a lot of a high ceiling because he has a high motor and he has the. Hold on,
1: Harry's the one that was recruiting the mill. Let's get, oh, let's get sure. it straight. Yeah, he was a Harry recruit and then Harry left.
3: And then Harry left. Yes, it's, I'm sorry, it's about establishing relationships. Yeah, the relationship Joe has to build is brand new and, and the convincing of, hey, uh, I'm, I'm just as good, if not a, a hair off, right? And for a guy like this to be so big, man, how much coaching do you really need? <laughs> I tell you step left, step right. Don't let the dude in front of you get behind you. And You know, it, it, it's definitely a close your eyes and we made the right pick regardless type of guy.
1: I just love how quick he gets to the next level. In film, like whether it's driving somebody to the next level or literally just moving up to the next level off the combo block, really good feet for his size already. So even if he adds weight, he's going to keep that nimbleness that he has to be able to play at the tackle position. And like I said, he's played right tackle and left tackle. So
3: I mean, sealing that edge, that thing—you drive a truck over there. You <laughs> pinning that, and pin that in, inside.
1: Yo. These running backs aren't being touched until they get to four or five yards down the down the yeah.
3: field. And just the aggressiveness, you know, you gotta want to block somebody. If yeah. I was if I was recruiting linemen, I want to see a guy that's just physically. I want to get my body on your body. Yeah, I'm trying to put hands on you because that's really what it is. Yeah, you can yeah. have fast feet, be technical, but you can tell a guy that wants to be out there to be aggressive and a guy that's out there. Just happy to be putting on a uniform. And this is a kid that's like, you know, I'm gonna use my size to my advantage. I'm not gonna patty cake with you. I'm not gonna show you I got fancy feet because I do ladder drills. I'm gonna put my body on your body, it's be hard to get around me. And I like those kind of guys. That's how you cute. Know, we're.
1: Bro, I'm looking at this offensive line, and heck, the players he's playing with are just as big as him. That's the crazy
3: yeah. thing. They weight room program was something different. I mean, look at they, who that, they guard that just pulled right there. He's huge. Yeah 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 they eat good over there That must be one of them uh Catholic, one of schools.
1: Catholic schools up in the Boston area bro
3: beds and they eating three times a day you know we deal with the kids in the area so you get a mixed bag like jelly beans you get a mixed bag you don't know what you're gonna get some big some little yeah but these schools out here shoot they paying that thirty thousand <laughs> for education
1: yeah thirty. Bro you low uh, 30. What school are you going to for 30 a semester?
3: No, oh, I'm saying back at home. Now, out here, oh. it's, it's, you know, you're in the 56. Hey. Easy. No. Hey. 65, 65, something like that.
1: What if I told you tuition, people wouldn't believe me when I say this, bro. What if I told you tuition for Loyola Marymount was pretty much the same as USC?
3: I believe it. I believe it. But but USC ain't not cheap either, though.
1: No, not at all. That's my point. We know USC isn't cheap. But when we got the breakdown, because <clears throat> my daughter, she my daughter applied to Loyola Marymount. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they sent her the breakdown with scholarships and everything. And by the way, hey, let me tell you something. For all of you out there that have kids, left, they don't have a football program, so you don't have to listen to this. They, they but if one of your sons wants to hoop, bro. Loyola Marymount is the most beautiful campus I've ever driven by in my life. Really? Bro, it's like on the bluff that's, over, that's, that's over not
3: it's the on the, to the elite 80s. Yeah, bro. well,
1: Hank Gathers and all of them. Yeah, bro. And Bo Kimball. Man, the campus is like on the bluff overlooking the ocean. Fam.
3: Ocean? Oh, bro. It's,
1: it's, it's
3: like that. Yo, it's it's that sound like pepper then.
1: I want to say EA Sports is like a couple of miles away. Oh. Yeah, because when I was driving, I'm like, oh, snap. That's, that's EA Sports.
3: You got a big yeah, old EA is, sign on them.
1: <laughs> yo, it's a beautiful area, bro. It's an absolute beautiful area. These are things like growing up in the Midwest, you wish you knew about these type of places. <laughs> when choosing schools or thinking about schools. But, yeah, it's – like you said, when you're thinking about spending 50, 60 a semester, it changes everything. Yeah, you but get I, to this, Look, I, I, this is my honest opinion. Like I said, I, have mo- I had multiple conversations with Kirby Lambert. When he first got his offer, when he first started talking to Harry Heastad, he was super excited about Notre Dame. He called it an honor, an honor. To have the opportunity to speak with Harry Hestand and possibly play for Harry Hestand. So, right. Notre Dame was literally at the top of the list. And oh, it's easy. understandable that once Harry Heastand leaves, that's a little crack. He just,
3: yeah, that's he's a just little not crack. gonna have. Think about it. When Harry Hestand left, we got guys like K Man that come in the bill. That's the cracks. Yeah, that, that's, yeah that's, true. Allow that, that's true. That, that travesty to happen like that.
1: That's true. That's, that's so,
3: true. You know, it's just – it can change fast, too. That's the thing. It can, it can happen. Yeah. Just like that. One year we went from Hall of Fame lineman each year to, oh, my gosh, we, we can't even stop kindergartners through our – you know, that whole thing. So, yeah, coaching matters. And when you got a coach like Harry Easton, that's a big loss because it's just hard to replace. Not that you can't yeah. put another whole line coach. But like you said, it's taking more losses than one. You going yeah. from some lineman automatic top three just because it's that's like oh I made it to the to the to the pinnacle. Harry right. Easton thought I was good. It's bigger. It's like okay, Notre Dame, that, yeah. But if Harry Easton thought I was good, you see all the money he done made, guys.
1: Yeah.
3: I'm thinking Notre Dame ASAP. I'm probably shooting for Notre Dame as a lineman, just like if I was a tight end, and you was big time getting offers. You know you a big time tight end and you get a notre dame offer,
1: right
3: how did you it's like yeah you got you got some offers but like jack larson you probably don't care he dropped in those stars no why like, i got i got the notre dame that is the that's the five star tight end school
1: that's the step
3: that's the yeah i'm certified forget being ranked i don't care about rank i was ranked enough to get that tight end you offered yeah and that's right. what it was for offensive line at Notre Dame. Because Harry if, Harry if I get a Harry Heast in camp and I'm traveling like one like the Buffalo herd travels in three <laughs> years, I'm making a hundred million dollars. <laughs> what are we talking about? I was that would be my first school. He said like the
1: Buffalo herd travels.
3: Yeah, you know, like, okay, think about it. Certain positions at Notre Dame, it's just like automatic, you top top three. Top three yeah. be automatic quarterback. Yeah. If you're black quarterback, yeah. yeah. If you make it to know you get offered by Notre Dame as a black dude at quarterback. It should be your top three. It don't matter if Notre Dame is is the last ranked team in the country, the best team in the country, middle of the road. Team. It's just a. It's good to have. Offensive line should be your top three if you get a Notre Dame offered. And tight ends. That's like LSU. If you a if you a corner, you get an LSU offer. I don't care if you two star, three star, four. You hey, I got that LSU offer. Hell, Colorado may be like that now.
1: I think Notre Dame will step up. Joe Rudolph, from what we've heard, players love him. We'll see if this recruit loves him this weekend and builds a relationship. If Joe Rudolph can establish a strong A, hey, you know what's the first thing you have to do, left? You got to win the mama. You got to win the mama. It's Notre Dame. That's, Notre Dame wins all mothers in recruiting. Yeah.
3: Except for Tate. Except for Cardell yeah. Card- Card-
1: Tate. Yeah. Except Cardell Tate. Cardell Tate's yeah. mother? Uh-uh. Most mothers with Notre Dame. Hey, Notre Dame has it. So you have to do the same thing. I believe both his parents accompanied him this weekend. There's video of them getting off the bus on YouTube. The uh charter bus pulled up to the stadium and he steps off the bus. And I'm like, yeah, that's a big dude. That's a big dude.
3: So some of these kids are just like <laughs> by the way, are we recruiting uh Marshall Pritchard?
1: Yes, I talked to Marshall Pritchett this week. We have Marshall Pritchett on the show previously. He said he will come on. He anticipates he just blew up at the Clemson. That's Can't. what I'm saying. He
3: just blew up down there. They talk he, about him
1: a lot. He is coming to the Irish Invasion. I told him I'll see him on Sunday because I'm driving down for the Irish Invasion. And he said right after that he'll be coming back on the show, hopefully with a Notre Dame offer.
3: That's right. So That's the best we need. He's right. excited.
1: The last time we spoke with him, he was a wide receiver. He's made the change to tight end.
3: Oh, even better.
1: Yeah. So now he's a key, a, a, a two hundred twenty-five t- pound tight end, six-five <laughs> that runs a four-five.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, instead I mean, of a I mean, wide, re- big wide receiver. Yeah. So he dominated at the Clemson camp, and I, if he puts forth any type of big effort,
3: to put some weight on him a little bit, maybe like two. I mean, 40
1: dude, dude putting on 10 pounds is nothing in college.
3: It is really like not. I think 2025 25 you'd be, be dangerous.
1: Because Jack Larson is sitting right at about 235. Jack looked pretty big though. Yeah, Jack and Jack's built different. He's a shorter, right. stockier kid. Marshall's much much longer. Like a receiver. You look like a receiver. Yeah, Marshall's the Tyler Eifert type. Yeah. Yeah. So, one of the other big official visits this weekend is possibly going to be a second running back in the class. And he is my favorite running back still on the board out of Lufkin, Texas. That would be Kedron Young. This kid, man, first of all, running backs. You see this kid, his legs are massive. Flat out massive. I love this kid. The speed he has, the ability to take it to the house. He would be the perfect compliment to a Williams in his class, who was Mr. Doing everything at the running back position. Here we go. Let's take a look at him, Love
3: Kendrick. Out
1: of Lufkin, Texas. Look at his legs, man! That dude's legs are ridiculous, bro. And the first thing I said when I saw him, I'm like, this dude has some big, big thighs.
3: Oh goodness! <laughs> <laughs> like those pee wee games where it's like everybody's just trying to tackle him. He's just like single handedly tossing kids off and stuff.
0: Oh,
1: now this is Texas football, so.
3: Yeah, he's just one of those kids. You're not going to do the arm tackles with him. No, sir. Because he's big in the right places in terms of for a running back being able to have a surface area to tackle. When your legs are that big, it's just like guys not trying to uh, tackle you from your knees. That's a concussion waiting to happen.
1: That's That's a concussion waiting to happen. Oh,
3: my goodness. Are you kidding me? That's why they don't try to hit Aldrick that low all the time. They go for ankles. They gotta go lower than that. But that's was that's was like he got that same Ja'Bron Payne build, stocky lower body. Maybe not a burner, but he can he can run through them holes vertical and get you some tough yards when you need it the most.
1: Man, one cut gone. That's 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 what you're seeing right here. Up there.
3: Yeah, he makes know, one he, cut. He's doing a bunch of. He's just gonna be a tough. <laughs> Type of running, but every time you talk about it,
1: just you do, you doing your Chris Berman, right?
3: <laughs> yeah, that, that whole thing.
1: Oh, see, him catching it out the backfield just will not go down, Left. He just will not go down.
3: Now, the guy that we uh, got from Penn State that's a great combo. I like how we get a thunder lightning combination, throwback to our Sierra and Theo. We got a one-cut power back mixed with that guy that can do everything outside the tackles. And it's not a uh Chris Tyree or uh uh CJ Sanders size. We get the size of of guys that could be a nice solid Josh Adams, a nice solid Dexter Williams, Kyron Williams, maybe even a little bit bigger uh at those positions. I think if we're just physically a bigger team, let alone from an analytic standpoint, I think it's going to bode well for what we're trying to do.
1: Look at this, one cut, go. That's just who he is, big, powerful runner. How a kid like this in the modern day offense left as an OC, when you have a powerful kid like this that you feel like you can lean on, are you trying to set him up for the second half to wear teams out
3: I probably want to get on them early. I would be more of the, the strategic side of things of where if I have a piece like this, I just know that at any time I just want to rip off 20 plays of just featuring him, it's a great uh, equalizer in what your game plan is for that because at some part of the week you had to address what you would do for that, and then that opens up everything else second half when – we're doing stuff like this, hitting them over the head. So I think it's it's hard to – well, whenever you go in with a, a player like this where he's just, you know, the de facto best player on the field, you 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 use that early because they know it's coming and then you hit them in the second half with the stuff that you work on as an offense coordinator like your style.
1: Yeah, once again, Keedron Young, another big-time visit this weekend from Luffington, Texas top running back left on the board for Notre Dame, who already has Aeneas Williams in the fold. But they like this kid so much that if he wants to come to Notre Dame, and originally it was pretty much Texas Tech, TCU, and Notre Dame. And then all of the other big-time schools started coming around, making offers. So, you know, he's going to take some more visits. Notre Dame is in the mix. And I love Dylan McCullough. Yeah. I, I know Dillon McCullough can recruit. If this one position, I'm not worried about Dillon McCullough.
3: And the schools that he chose, he doesn't even look like a fit there because he's so big. He looks like a quarterback that needs to be in that backfield as a single back, under center. We're going right, we're going left. He looks bigger than the – way too big to be in the shotgun. Put that man <laughs> in, in a single back formation and let's run our inside-outside zones. I feel like that's his style – He's not a, a guy that's gonna be doing this in college because why? He waste the time. Don't throw the ball out there to him, throw it to him inside, you know. Cause in college, these are tackles. It's just he's right. just stronger and way, you know, beastlier than the guy he's going against. But the stuff like this inside, yeah, that's him. You know, that's him. His lateral quickness may not be the the fastest, but he's definitely a vertical runner. Like This is what he's best at right here. Bounce cutting and and trying to get to the outside not so much. This is kind of like the beefier Logan Diggs, right?
2: Mm.
1: He's a red zone man. Red zone dude. See that hole, get in it, make yourself small, get to the end zone.
3: I like his tape though. I mean he's definitely I mean, uh, what's not the light. Fitting that archetype, type, definitely having that thunder combo back. Both very versatile. Uh you don't see too many of his uh his hands being on display. Yeah. So that's uh something that's interesting. He probably had a, the best hands, probably got strong hands where he probably fights the ball sometimes. But like I said, he's not a guy that I'm thinking outside the tackles for. And you know, Aldrick is going to leave this year, so this will be a nice Aldrick uh filler for years to come.
1: Well, Once again, Kendrick Young on campus, official visit with his parents, the number one running back on the board left in Notre Dame. More than likely would be a take. And look, I like him a lot, left. I like him a lot, man. I really do. I, I really think. Aeneas does so much yeah. that I understand why people – but I don't think he's that far below Aeneas Williams. I think Aeneas Williams is definitely more agile, has more lateral quickness, can do a lot of things, return game, passing game. Heck, Aeneas Williams splits out. He's just that Marshall Falk type of running back.
3: He's that Christian McCaffrey kind of guy. Christian
1: McCaffrey type of running back. So, yeah, I, I would agree. You know, Keaton Young would be a perfect compliment, a perfect compliment to Aeneas waves Lucky enough the podcast. Don't forget Apple Podcast, Spotify. Don't forget to follow us on YouTube. That thumb that goes up, smash that for us. Helps with the views. Follow CFB Nation on Apple Podcast, Spotify. Get all the great content, CFB All-American. Also, Rise and Drive from Ryan Roberts. We give you audio edibles each and every day. Home of the misguided passion. It's the Lucky Lefty podcast. You already know we spend it different. It's for the culture Friday, and we're going to get into some of that combo when we come back, and then we're going to delve even more into Notre Dame's recruiting in the month of June. A little bit on Justice Scott and some other big time recruits that are on campus this weekend particularly at the safety position that might be of importance. We're talking about where Notre Dame needs to take it to the next level in that position. Lucky lefty podcast. We'll be right back.
2: It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust.